Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Malachim Aleph, Chapter 6, Perek Vav. Chapter 6 opens with a celebratory announcement. It was on in the 480th year. Let's say B'nai Israel merits Yitzrayim after Israel came out of Egypt. In the fourth year of Solomon's reign. In the second month, which is called Chodesh Ziv. Solomon began to build the Beit HaMikdash. And we hear about the wonderful dimensions of the Beit HaMikdash, 60 cubits long and 20 cubits wide and 30 high. It is twice as long, twice as wide as the Mishkan and three times the height. So this is an impressive building. But what's this big announcement of 480 years? I mean, it's the number 40, which is a standard number, and 40 years in the wilderness. Frequently in the book of Shoftim, multiplied by 12, 12 times 40, 480. Interesting. And then we have a name for a month that we don't see very often. Chodesh Ziv. The Tanakh usually uses numbers. Remember, when we came out of Egypt, uh, we were told, this month will be the beginning of months, and from then on, we always count. You know, we don't talk in the Torah about Tishrei, we talk about the seventh month. So always the months are, uh, like we say, Hayom Yom Rishon Shabbat, Hayom Yom Sheni Shabbat. This is one day from Shabbat. This is two days from Shabbat. We don't have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday in Hebrew. So we have the first month, the second month, the third month. Months do not have names in the Torah. And this is the first time we see a name, Chodesh Ziv. Uh, later on, we find the, right at the end of the chapter another name for a month. Hashmini, the eighth month, which is called Yerach Bul. And it's interesting, the Tanakh knows we don't know these names, so it sort of translates it in the same way as Megillat Esther knows that we don't know the Babylonian names of months, so it always says, there's a third name I have to say, and that is um, mentioned in chapter 8. And in chapter 8, we get told about the dedication of the Beit HaMikdash. And it tells us, The seventh month had a name, What are these names? And what I'd like to suggest is that by giving this announcement, that we are 12 times, 12 times 40 from Yisiyat Mitzrayim, Shlomo is almost announcing that we are in a different period. You know, for 480 years, we looked back to Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We looked back to the Exodus. And therefore, we counted the months from, from Nisan because of the Exodus. But now we're in a brave new period. We're in a, a whole new stage. Uh, we have established our country. We have created an empire. And now we can even... In his tax districts, he even tinkered with the borders of the tribes. And now we can even have new names of months. We're in a new period of Jewish history, of, set, of, of when we are settled, when we are creating national institutions. 
That's why now we can build the Beit HaMikdash, because we have entered into this whole new league, this whole new period. And I would like to relate to one feature of the Beit HaMikdash in this regard, and that is the Kruvim, the cherubs. Usually the cherubs we know sat on the top of the Aron, on the top of the Ark. But in this particular instance, um, in the Kodesh Kodashim, which here is called the Devir, it also has a different name, um, we get told that He made two wooden cherubs, which are each 10 cubits tall. That's pretty huge. Okay, that's five meters tall. These had a wingspan, they, they were 10 tall, they had a wings, wingspan of 10, and since there are two of them, when you put their wings together, they span the entire width of the Kodesh Kodashim, and these are overlaid with gold. Now, these stood on the floor, and underneath them was meant to was meant to sit the, the Ark of the Covenant, the Aron Habrit. But what's the idea of the Kruvim being bolted to the floor, standing there in place? And I'd like to make a suggestion here. We have a situation in which the Kruvim on the Aron always represent the transience of God. God is described in Tehillim as, if you want to check it up, Tehillim chapter Tzaditet 99, as God is Yoshev HaKruvim. We read in Parashat Truma, Shemot chapter 25, that God's voice comes from the Kruvim. The Kruvim, the cherubs transcribe the space from which God's presence is. So much so that in the famous verse, Vayhi bin Soah Aaron, when the Aaron travels, Vayomai Moshe Kuma Hashem. When the Aaron, when the ark travels, so if that is the seat of God, what does Moshe say to God? I've got to move your chair. Kuma Hashem, get up. And when the ark rested, when the Aron stopped traveling and it came back to its resting place, what do we say? Shuva Hashem, God, you may sit down. Please be seated, Hashem, along with the tens of thousands of Israel. The sense is that always the Aron represents God's movements. And the portability of the ark, let's remember that the ark has its carrying sticks, indicates that Hashem is everywhere and Hashem is movable and Hashem is transient. Well, what might we make of the fact that the Kruvim are now attached to the floor? Now, of course, these aren't the Kruvim. There will still be the Kruvim on the top of the Aron. However, by Shlomo making these two huge Kruvim in the Kodesh Kodashim, I think what he's really saying is, that God is now at rest. In fact, there's an amazing chapter in Tehillim at the end of the Shirei HaMa'alot, where David talks about the idea that he's always yearned for a place for God, a permanent place for God. He says, Chapter Kuflamadbet, 132, that David made an oath to God, house. I will never sleep in my bed. I won't 
rest my weary eyes. Ad makom lashem. I I really want to find a place for God, and uh, this ends up with the uh, the the idea the the concept of kibachar Hashem b'tzion. What place did God choose? God chose Zion. That became his residence. And what does God say? This is my residence for all time. Here I will dwell because I so desire it. And even today, people are very, very cautious of going to the Temple Mount and to the site in which the, um, in which the Temple stood because we say that the, the Shekhinah never left uh, the site of the Temple. I'd like to claim that Shlomo is very, very, he's trying to, to impress upon people that we are in an entirely new period. And by putting the putting the huvim attached to the floor, he's saying, God is now not in a transitory state anymore. God is home. This is God's place. This is God's place forever. And the nation is at rest. If we had 12 times 40, 480 years in which we were in a state of formation. We have now reached that stage. Now we have to build the nation in a new, a new league, in a new stage. Maybe this is what Shlomo is trying to broadcast by putting the Kruvim attached to the floor. That's it for today. Thank you.